This is Professor Raymond Noby, Department of Ancient History, log entry number two. I believe I have made a significant find in the castle of Kandor. Having journeyed there with my wife, Henrietta, my daughter, Annie, and associate professor, Ed Gettin. It was in the rear chamber of the castle. We stumbled upon something remarkable. Once again, yes, the same shit you ask every week. But I'll indulge you, you creepy English tart. I'm here for my weekly stash of teddy mags, my favorite taco bar in the whole wide world, Toblerone, and my lotto tickets. Who bought a shingle? I have one! This is Stone Cold E.T., and I just want to order a couple White Castles to go. Sorry, can you repeat that again? I said Stone Cold E.T. would like a couple of cheeseburgers and maybe a drink, and I'd like to get out of here as soon as possible, and that's the bottom line. Because you know Stone Cold E.T. like to come to White Castle or a couple of cheeseburgers to fill me up before I whoop some ass. Give me a hell yeah if you're down with Stone Cold E.T. Oh, hell, yeah! Cause Stone Cold E.T. likes whooping ass. When Stone Cold E.T. rides a bicycle, I ride it long, I ride it hard, just like the Texas Rattlesnake when he's done whooping Vince McMahon's ass. Give me a, oh, hell, yeah! Hey there, welcome to another episode of Astro Radio Z. I am your host, Derek Carey, and as you can tell, my voice is completely and utterly trashed. Now, most people would tell you, don't do a podcast when you're sick, don't do a podcast when you've lost your voice, and don't do a podcast if it's just going to sound like shit. Well, you know what, folks, Uh, this last weekend, I went with... uh, Former Astro Radio Z host Corey J. Udler and Russell Crap Maestro Extraordinaire Blade Braxton, Mr. Midnight Rose. We went to Cinema Wasteland. It's a twice a year convention held in Strongsville, Ohio, that is uh, pretty much the safe haven for all us weirdos who make no budget uh, sleaze, exploitation, trash, etc. Over the course of three days, it's debauchery, it's uh, indie hijinks, music, drink, screenings, road shows, um, just pandemonium. 
this was our second uh, wasteland that we had attended as a vendor. Um, last one that we went to was a year ago in April. Uh, I had Screaming in High Heels screened there, met some great people that dug the flick. And now this year we had Swamp Head screen and met even more weirdos that are into floating heads that eat people. It's surprising how many people can tolerate poop. There was a lot of great buzz around the film, and I'm super happy. Um, that's the thing about Cinema Wasteland that I love is that most of the people there are super judgmental on the otter films that are out there and most of the staples of cinema wasteland are like 42nd street pete who has a very deep collection of exploitation sleaze sexploitation spaghetti westerns horror films action films all sorts of stuff and uh, if you've never listened to his podcast or live radio show 42nd street pete's grindhouse Please go check it out. It's on Jackalope Radio. Great guy. He always brings in 16 millimeter reels of stuff. He hosts wrestling uh, screenings. And uh, he had a quiz show that I heard Corey absolutely fucking sucked on. But he got a shirt. I guess that's his consolation prize. But yeah, 42nd Street Pete. Bill's above's there. Um, if you don't know who Bill's above is, he is a no budget master at this point, a legend. Uh, he's put out tons of films. And last year, one of the highlights of last year's Cinema Wasteland was a screening that we had. And by we, I mean Blade, Corey, and my friend Eric Arsnow, who unfortunately couldn't attend this year's uh, show. And we we sat back. After Saturday night, after the show had wrapped, we needed to get out of there and decompress and go back up to the room. And we watched his uh, roughy film, Disgruntled Employee. And that became a staple of our vocabulary, of our like in-jokes from that point on. Not because it's a shitty film, that's not what we're saying, because... It was literally one of those instances where the stars and planets align and we all were drunk enough <laughs> that we are all riffing and having a really fun time with it for such a disgusting film. It's an absolutely repulsive film, uh, but for some reason, uh, the four of us just had an absolute blast with it. Uh, this year, I went over to his table because I warned the boys, hey, I'm going to go drop a ton of money over at Bill's table because you will never know what you're going to get with his films. You may get something that might not hit you, or you may get something that's so transcendently strange and weird and unique that uh, it's refreshing and it's really great. Um, his films are certainly not for everyone. There's a lot of controversial things in it, and intentionally so. Bill likes to push buttons. Uh, he's just that kind of guy. If you had heard a few episodes back, I believe it was on uh, the Indie Filmmaking Part 1 episode, I talked about his film from last year, Indie Director, which you, if you haven't seen it, please, I'm not going to regurgitate it. You can go back and listen to that episode of Astro Radio Z and hear what my thoughts are on it, but I encourage you to go check it out. It was one of my favorite films of last year. Um, but I went over there with a the full intention. I told my boys, I'm going to be dropping a ton of ching over on Bill's table because I love having stuff where I don't know what I'm going to get. 
I may get something great. Um, so I went over there and Bill is so gracious. If you buy a couple, he always drops in extra films. If you spend money over at his table, he's just a super nice guy. So this year I ended up picking up his new film, Scienceless Fiction. I picked up Ant Farm Dickhole, which was an essential film. Like I needed to get that one. You hear about it all the time. Uh, I believe Doug Tilly and Mo Porn, and you know who Mo Porn is. He's He's been on my show in the past. Uh, their show, uh, No Budget Nightmares, they actually did a show on Ant Farm Dickhole where they ripped it to shreds, but it sounded so fucking fun. I got to fucking watch it. So I got Ant Farm Dickhole, Jesus the Total Douchebag, which has Odorous Urungus from Guar on the cover. Rest in peace, Dave. So I had to get that one. Then Bill... He's like, okay, man, here, I'm going to toss in a couple for you. And uh, he's like, you got to get, since you like disgruntled employee, you got to get Amuse Me here. So I took that. I'm like, Bill, choose the last one if you want to give me another one. And he's like, Zombie Christ. He gave me Zombie Christ. So I have this huge stack of fucking Bills Above movies now that I'm going to, I'm just so anxious. I haven't even sat down. This is me. I woke up this morning after a almost... 12-hour drive straight from Cinema Wasteland last night, or yesterday, I should say. Got home, passed out, woke up butt crack of dawn this morning, got my kids ready, took my daughter to school. Now I came back, and I'm here talking with you because uh, I just need to get this out. I need to decompress so I can go sit and watch my stack of fucking movies that I got. I got all this Bills Above stuff. I got, uh, here, let's go through the stuff that I got, because I'm super excited. I'm a dork. I'm just like you guys. I go there. Yeah, I sell my movies, but I end up spending all my goddamn profits. What the fuck is wrong with me? Seriously, what the fuck is wrong with me? I'm a fan, first and foremost. I may make movies and be involved in movies, but I'm a fan, first and foremost, and that's my goddamn problem. I go there, and I end up spending all the goddamn profits that I end up making on fucking shit. Uh, the prized possession that I found was over at the Synapse table was the Steelbook Limited Edition Demons Blu-ray. I've been eyeballing this motherfucker up for ever since it came out because they put out one and they put out two and they're seriously two of my favorite movies of all time. I told this story to, to Blade and Corey on the way home because, like I said, we had like a 10-hour drive. So we talked about everything. And Demons was one of those movies growing up where it was on the shelf and it had the the advisory sticker that, you know, you couldn't uh, get this if you were a young kid. It's super gory and blah. And I was always super intrigued by it. And I eventually talked to my uncle into renting it for us when we stayed with him one time. And it freaked me the fuck out. I was probably way too young to have seen it. I believe I was like 10, 11 years old, something like that. Um, yeah, I think I was. Holy cow, like 1987. That freaking blows my mind. Why did he let me watch that? That's fucking crazy. <laughs> but I remember I was freaked the fuck out by it. it. I thought it was the grossest, most disturbing thing ever. And I've been obsessed with it ever since. I've bought it multiple times, and unfortunately, all I have had 
before this show was the Anchor Bay uh, double pack with Demons 1 and Demons 2. And while at the time when I bought it, of course, it was awesome because we had a 4x3 standard definition TV. But then once I upgraded, noticed that was a hard matted 4x3 letterbox edition. Now, if you don't know what that means in context with a 16x9 flat screen LCD uh, TV, that image doesn't pop to the full frame. It is formatted in order to fit to your standard definition 4x3 television. So when it goes to pop it and fill the screen, it stretches it. You don't get, it stretches that letterbox and it looks garbage. It just looks horrible. So I was, I've been looking forward to upgrading for a while now and uh, just sitting here talking about it and looking at it, I'm fucking just like anxious. I'm super anxious. There's a ton of great stuff on it. There's the fucking lobby card, like the, the ticket. Those of you who've seen the movie know what I'm talking about. They, they reprinted a ticket inside of it. It's just, I'm just freaking geeking out about this thing. Super excited. What else we got? What else we got? Um, I picked up from, I, I, this is a boot. There were a lot of boot tables. <laughs> but I don't have a copy of Four Flies on Grey Velvet, one of my favorite Dario Argento films. This is a Blu-ray put out by Shameless Screen Entertainment, if that gives you any indication as to what this is. I pop it open when I get home. I'm like, eh, this has got to be a boot. I've never heard of this company, and it's got a, got like the PAL-18 rating on it. And, of course, I open it up, and it's a, it's a Blu-ray recordable disc. <laughs> but I popped it in last night because I was super anxious to see what it was like, and uh, it looks great. It looks really good. So I'm anxious to see this one. If you haven't checked this one out, it is the weirdest of the Animal Trilogy, which is the first three Giallos that Dario Argento made. Highly recommended. Highly recommended. Next, I got, and this was purely on the basis of a while back on Film Jerks, which is my other podcast. We did House of Whipcord, and the boys reminded me how much I liked Frightmare. So I picked up from 42nd Street Pete. He was having a, a liquidation sale because he's getting tired of being stuck behind a table all the time. He was selling off a lot of his stock. I picked up this Paul Walker, I, I guess you say uh, classic, <laughs> if you want to. Some people might not think so, but I love it. So Frightmare, I got a disc of that. I went over to uh, the Massacre table, and uh, I know Lewis. Lewis is a great guy. He's a fan of Swamphead. So I went over there to chat with him, and he uh, he had to rib me because I missed out on the fucking uh, Chester Turner screening in Chicago. I'm a family man. Sorry, Lewis. First thing I say to I, I go over there, Lewis sees me, and he just shakes his head and goes, you fucked up, dude. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's nice seeing you too, Lewis. Um, but anyways, I was able to finally pick up the double DVD set of Chester Turner's Black Devil Doll from Hell and uh, Tales from the Quad Ed Zone. So I'm anxious to listen to the commentary tracks, which uh, the boys, while they were doing it, were actually texting me. Um, <laughs> they sound really epic and sleazy and uh, uncomfortable. So I'm anxious to finally have that on my shelf. Very awesome. I went over to one of my favorite uh, distributor companies that are out right now is Vinegar Syndrome. And fans of Sleazeball Exploitation should know this company because they put out a lot of really quality, obscure films. 
I picked up a, a while back at their on their Black Friday sale. I picked up uh, the Lost Films by Herschel Gordon Lewis, which are pornos, um, goofy ball, goofball films. And uh, this time I went over there and I struck up a conversation with the boys and and they were steering me towards. I'm like, guys, I love what you do. Um, why don't you show me some stuff I need to pick up? And uh, they pointed me toward the new release of the Je- uh, the Jekyll and Hyde portfolio, plus a Clockwork Blue. And uh, they were they were telling me because of the stuff that I liked and the stuff that I picked up that this was this was essential. So I'm excited. Massacre Lewis also put this out on Massacre on VHS. Um, while I do collect VHS and, uh, I don't mind it. I personally, am not, if, if there's a Blu-ray, I'm going to get the Blu-ray just because I just want to see the best print of the film. And I'm not one of these dudes that wax nostalgic over having to have Blu-rays or having to have uh, VHS, uh, sitting on my shelf. I'm the kind of guy, a collector that just wants to have films to see. And I want to get the best thing that I can. And if the only thing that I can get is a VHS, that will do. I'm not going to go pay 800 bucks for a VHS copy of Quad Ed Zone when I can go over to Lewis and pick up this DVD set for 30 bucks. You fucking kidding me? Get out of here. I'm going to go get that goddamn DVD set. Um, so, sorry, Lewis, I didn't pick up Jekyll and Hyde on VHS. But uh, the guys at the Vinegar Syndrome, really great dudes. They put out quality sleaze. Go check them out, vinegar, uh, vinegarsyndrome.com. Uh, you'll love, they put out Russ Meyer films. They put out Filipino action, sleazeball films. Um, one of my favorite DVD combos that I own right now I got from them is uh, the Vampire Hookers and I believe Death Force is on there. I could be wrong. Fighting Mad is its other title. It's a black exploitation samurai film, which is amazing. That set is a definite must-buy. Check that one out. So I got that from the Vinegar Syndrome table. Let's see what else we got here. Oh, and then, because I'm trying to fill out my John Waters collection, I bought a couple old boots that aren't out on DVD. I found it a couple boot tables. I found Mondo Trasho, and this boot looks just fucking low-rent. This is some low-rent shit. I hope it doesn't look like garbage. I haven't popped it in yet. They didn't even fucking write on the disc, for Christ's sake. It's just a goddamn disc. We'll see how that looks. And then uh, Multiple Maniacs, which I remember growing up when I first saw this, and I saw the the big lobster rape scene with Divine. I was just, my mind blew up into five million different fragments and just melted all over my face. Um, John Waters, one of the true uh, artists of our time. So uh, other than that, I was fortunate enough through my dear friend, Brian Kirst. You guys know him and love him. Big gay horror fan. He's on Astro Radio Z all the time. He introduced me to uh, Jason uh, Jason Koch. I hope you're, I'm pronouncing your name right, Jason. Filmmaker out of New York. Uh, and his film, Seventh Day, which is a serial killer film. Really looking forward to it. Uh, super great guy. Super passionate. He was excited that one of his uh, submissions to... Uh, ABCs of Death 2 got into the ABCs of Death 2.5. Uh, looking forward to checking that out when that comes out. 
he was a super great guy. And with him, his composer was there, Paul Joyce, who uh, we got talking. We're all Goblin fans. So we we're geeking out on Goblin and Secret Chiefs Trio. And he he gave me this disc of Goblin covers that he did that Trey Spruance, uh, the headmaster of Secret Chiefs Trio, actually was going to release on his label before their distribution fell through. And it's great. It's super great. Um, it's all covers. I believe it's four tracks, covers of songs from uh, George Romero's Dawn of the Dead. Really good stuff. Go check out Paul Joyce on uh, PCJCompositions.com. Really good stuff. He did a lot of incidental track work on Father's Day. You know, that's an Astro Radio Z thumbs up staple. Um, so go check him out. Super great guy. Nice dude. And uh, go check out Jason Koch on Direwit Films. Seventh Day is his film, and he's working on a new one right now, which uh, sounds pretty fucking awesome. So please, go check him out. Also, and this is kind of a funny little story. Usually at conventions, you know, you meet other filmmakers and you network. It's not just about, you know, trying to show product and trying to to make some bread and, uh get your get yourself out there you're also you know just chatting it up and people come up and chat up and uh a movie reviewer out of pittsburgh who runs the blood bats and boomsticks podcast i could i could be fucking that boomsticks and blood bats it's one of those podcasts tim gross came up got introduced he knew Corey and loved his incest death squad films and he came up to me and uh we started talking because he saw swamp ed was on the table and he's like i got a funny fucking story for you I hand out discs of screeners to people that I feel are legit and that are going to um, not just like the film. I don't care. I, I'm just appreciative if somebody actually watches it. Um, obviously, there are people that hate that film, quite passionately hate that film. And uh, I gave one to Tim that the last Cinema Wasteland, and uh, I guess you know, you meet millions, you meet, not millions, you meet a ton of people there. So sometimes if it's just a fleeting kind of passing thing, you don't quite remember everyone. And uh, the disc must have been on his computer table and fell behind his computer desk. And over the course of time, he's cleaning out his computer desk because I guess he there was some stuff going on and he was just trying to rearrange and stuff. And there was this mysterious disc labeled Swamphead with an email that he did, wasn't even sure worked on it. And uh, it was full of dust, sitting there collecting. He's like, he felt really bad because he usually, because he's an indie um, critic, loves the indie films, loves supporting indie film. And uh, he took it out and he watched it and reviewed it. And I guess him and his boys on the podcast had a long conversation. I haven't heard it yet. I'm going to check it out. I'll get a hold of Tim and hopefully he can direct me to what that podcast was. And he, he they, they sat and chatted about this movie that apparently he thought just grew behind his, his computer because he had no idea how he got it. And he didn't know who to contact about it. And he, had, he asked people and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, here I am. <laughs> I'm like, Tim, I, I'm pretty sure I gave you that disc. But uh, funny story. Uh, he was a super nice guy. Go check him out. Uh, GrossMovieReviews.com. Bloodbathsandboomsticks.blogspot.com. They got the podcast there. Uh, really passionate about indie films. I always appreciate that when I run into people like that. 
super awesome. And of course, I run, you run into your staples. We had a table right behind uh, Henry Couteau, whose new film Haunted House and Sorority Row had a great weekend. I guess he sold out of his stuff, which is exciting for anybody that's at our level doing this kind of stuff. So he had uh, his stable of girls that were there, uh, Aaron Ryan and uh, Haley Masson, who we knew from uh, the first one. The first, and what I mean by the first one is the first Cinema Wasteland. Super sweet girl, up and comer. She's uh, getting in a, a ton of stuff right now. So uh, please go support her. Go support everyone. Uh, of course. What else? What else happened? Man, it's tough to say. We went. We saw a couple films. We we watched Bill's Above's new movie or attempted to. We were so blind drunk from moonshine that first night on uh, that we had a tough time focusing. His new film, Scienceless Fiction, is an experimental film, to say the least. And he flat out told the crowd, "Hey, there's very few people that have actually sat through this whole thing. So good luck. There's the gauntlet." And uh, yeah, <laughs> we didn't make it. And we talked to Bill about it the next day. He's like, well, that's what it is. <laughs> so we watched that. We watched uh, Brian Williams and uh, Ellie Church's uh, new film, uh, Time to Kill, that had a screening on Saturday night. And then, uh, and I just want to put this out there. I usually don't like being negative, uh, but we were toasted enough. And it was one of those screenings, of a rowdy screening, and people talking to the crowd. There is nothing worse, and we've, said this um, in the past on Astro Radio Z about screenings. Nothing worse than the dude in the crowd that thinks he's funny, just the most painfully unfunny person on earth, heckling, and no one's laughing, and he continues to do it, even through groans, and even through people telling him to be quiet. Nothing kills a screening and makes it more annoying than that. So please... Here's a PSA from Astro Radio Z. Don't do that. Thank you. Oh, made the screening really, really torturous. <laughs> but we watched that film. Oh, we got to... This is, this is really exciting for me. Friday night, before we got to Into the Hijinks, we uh, filmed a short little uh, section for Corey's new movie, The Girl Who Played with the Dead, with Lloyd Kaufman... And Ellie Church, and uh, so fucking awesome. Got to meet Lloyd. Got to film something with Lloyd. For for a dude that grew up on trauma films and appreciates what Lloyd built, um, it was it was an honor and an absolute humbling privilege. And most people are like, yeah, he's in everything, but fuck it. You know what? He's a childhood hero to me. He's an inspiration to me, always has been. So to meet such a nice and genuine guy like Lloyd, it was awesome. It was the highlight of the weekend by far. Um, we were all super uh, excited about it. They watched the footage last night, Blade and uh, Corey, I guess, and um, turned out great, super weird, so I'm excited about that. Um, but yeah, Cinema Wasteland, it's fucking awesome. Always have a great time. Always meet great people. Uh, there's always a great crowd. There's a good crew of Buffalo guys and gals that we see every year. Awesome. Um, some young filmmakers that we got to sit and talk to that it's so weird when people come up to me or come up to Corey and come up to us in general and just want to like want to have advice. Who am I? 
I'm nobody. I'm just some schlub behind the table, fucking shilling uh, sleazeball movies um, that I've made in 10 cents and in my own time, you know, outside of being a full time uh, freelance video editor and uh, father of three. <laughs> Make these stupid movies and my wife or it's just like, that's the silliest stupid thing stupidest thing i've ever seen um but <laughs> when people actually you know respect us enough and think that we have something to say to them that could help them it's really super humbling so uh there was a there was a great kid that came up to the table and you know it's it's just so surreal it's super surreal yeah cinema wasteland if you ever get the opportunity please go anyone that's into the films that kind of films that we talk about on Astro Radio Z owes it to themselves to go to Cinema Wasteland once. Outside of the vendor rooms and the star rooms, which uh, there was Tom Atkins there this time, met, got to meet him. Super awesome dude. Lloyd was there, obviously. Uh, Kevin Tenney was there. Uh, Charles Band was there. I know I'm, Larry Cohen was be, was there. I know that because uh, Blade Braxton was freaking almost beating off over a freaking uh, souvenir uh, prop from the stuff that he picked up, the container. Oh, my God. Jesus, Louise. Uh, so he was there. Um, so got to meet John Ampelis. Martin was there. How fucking rad is that? One of my favorite films of all time. Uh, so, yeah. Super great stuff. Um, but of course, a lot of the fun was the hijinks behind the scenes. And um, I couldn't have gone with better dudes. I always, like, these two have been so much fun with Corey, Blade, and I. And we were just goofballs, having a good time, no expectations, no pressures. And uh, Blade, if you don't know Blade, He's a wrestler, and he runs WrestleCrap.com, and uh, he knows the funniest fucking shit from the past of wrestling, and we watched some great clips, and I'm going to play it, uh, probably play it here. It became the absolute staple of every fucking joke we made this weekend. Dr. D, if you don't know who, who he is, he's a former wrestler. Uh, super redneck former wrestler that just sits and screams at everybody. Uh, there was an interview that he had. It was, it was a promo he cut, he cut uh, where he brings a camera crew into his house and proceeds to fucking just yell at everyone. So right here, uh, this is, it may not mean anything to you, but this show is more about me getting my, <laughs> my experience of cinema ways laid out. This was a staple of my entire weekend. So have, uh, enjoy this. If you want to see the full thing, go on to YouTube. You can find it. Dr. D at home. Here it goes. In the world wrestling federation today has got to be the native of Nashville, Tennessee at 267 pounds. Dr. David Schultz. Now, recently, our television cameras had an opportunity in suburban or rural, Nashville, Tennessee, if you will, visit Dr. David Schultz, members of his family. And we wanted to share that particular videotape footage with you at this time, a little insight to the real Dr. David Schultz at home with his family. I think you're going to find the following piece quite interesting, to say the least. Hey, hello. Yeah. Yeah, y'all come on in here. Y'all come on in. How y'all doing today? Kids, come on. Y'all get back in here in the living room. Got the TV station coming in here. 
Yeah, y'all just come on in and bring it. Uh, hey, woman, come on in here. Yeah, this TV station. They're going to do a special on me. They want to see uh, just how the doctor really is when he's at home. Well, yeah, y'all. Yeah. Cameras, just give me a little room. Okay, okay how's that? Yeah, I'll just... <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, uh, I'm glad y'all can make it out here today because everybody you know is always talking about Dr. D how crazy he is. And when y'all come to me, come to me, you boys better shut up over there now, hold it down. And I mean it too. Game manners. Well, what's wrong with them kids? You know, I'm going a lot. I'm going a whole lot. But when I get home, anyway, y'all are here to eat supper. We're getting back on that subject now. You're here to eat supper. Is supper ready? Just about, David. Just about. Didn't I tell you they was coming? They'd be here? No, you didn't. Are you calling me a liar? You uh, wouldn't do that. No. You better not ever do it. No. Go in there and get dinner ready. What a... Boy, I'll tell you. Oh, see, they, they just, uh, people just take advantage of you, man. You try to be nice to people. You know, you boys, I done told you now, get on out of here. Come on. Come on. Come on, boys. Get out of here. Go play at the dog or something. Don't come back in either until I holler for you. Well, maybe we can get something done. You know, it's hard to let people come into my home because it's private. As you people know, I don't like many people at all. Everybody's saying that I'm crazy. Everybody's saying that I'm goofy. Everybody's saying that I'm not this and not that. Well, I don't care what you say about me. I give you a chance to come into my home to see how I live outside the ring. I guess you thought I'd be just like I was on television, always screaming and hollering and hurting people, stuff like that. Well, I can't do it here. I can't do it. Not that sometime I wouldn't want to. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, let me tell you. Mm. Sometimes I just like them. But anyway, y'all are here to see. Anyway, you know, this house here is a very expensive house if you had it built. But the doctor's done everything that can be done. I've been all over the world. I've stayed in the finest hotels all over. I rode to Concord and put in to go in the space shuttle. And I built this house with these mamas right here. Oh, yeah. Every piece of it. All by myself. Didn't have no help from nobody. Didn't need nobody. That's the reason I want you people to see that I'm just like everybody else. I got a wife. I got kids. But I don't let them run over me. And this is my relax. I guess you thought I was through talking. Excuse me, honey. Supper's ready. Well, okay. Get the kids in. Bring them in here. Tell them to get up there and wash your hands. Y'all come on in. We'll have something to eat here. Finally got it ready. I'm sorry about the delay there. Y'all come on in here. Sit down. You boys get over here at the table. Sit down here. We're going to get something. Y'all sit down right there. Get something to eat here. Whoa! What in the world is wrong with you, woman? You move the table out there. What do you do that for? You out of your mind? Damn, you know what those cost? What is this? A city dump? 
Huh? You didn't have time. You didn't have chance. Sit down. Sit down. Get something to eat. You ain't got time to do nothing. Boy, I... What is this? It's pizza, baby. I can see it's pizza. I'm not a fool. You think you made a fool? You're making a fool out of me what you're doing on national TV. Hey, I'm sorry. I told the woman to have something to eat fixed here for us to eat. I don't know what's wrong with her. Get up and get us something to eat or something. Do something. Don't just sit there like a goof or something. What are you smiling at? I'll slap that smile off your face. Don't smile at me, boy. Don't you laugh either. I mean it. Well, you're going to eat or you're going to stand there and stare at it? Eat it. Eat it now. Here, eat another piece of bread. Here, you eat a piece of bread. Here, you want another one? I'm sorry. I told y'all you come over. I invite you for supper. They put this out here. This goof here. I don't know what's wrong with you. Are you from out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? I'm talking to you, girl. I just was fixing a little supper for the kids. These ain't kids. These are TV people. You're out. I wasn't expecting them, David. Well, I told you they was coming. It's just going to get out of here. I don't even want you out here. I shouldn't even let you come down here out of the bedroom anyway. What are you looking at? You got a problem? Get upstairs. I don't want you down here either. Boy, this is ridiculous. I ain't never seen nothing. I, I don't know. Anyway, like I said, I'm like you people out there, man. I got wives, I got kids, I got problems. Only thing I know how to take. What are you looking at? Hand me that tea, boy. You ain't gonna drink it. I got problems. He's got problems. Oh, boy. Get up! Get up! Get up! Go! Get! Get up! Stand! When I get through, I'm gonna get you too. Get your brother too. I'm gonna get all of y'all. Hey, I tell you, I'm just upset, man. I, I don't know. I'm tired. I shouldn't invite you out here in the first place. It's a private home. Get your stuff up. Just get out, okay? Just get out. I'm tired of everything. I'm tired of the chicken and the pizza. Get out. Yeah, y'all get on out of here. What's wrong with you? Crazy? Come out here and try to make a fool out of me. Get the camera out of here. Don't ever come back. I'm sick and tired of everybody and everything. Woman. Give me that tea, boy. You ain't gonna drink it. Dr. D. Jeez Louise, man. Super funny stuff. So that was another episode of Astro Radio Z. Thank you for listening. Um, I just wanted to say thanks to everyone that came up to the table, talked to us, hung out with us, shared beers or booze with us, um, watched Swamphead, um, paid attention, and just generally had a good time. Uh, I want to thank, obviously, uh, my boys, Blade, Corey, you're the best guys, and fucking uh, Brian Kirst. He was he he held me through <laughs> when I was dipping. Great dude, uh, Ramona Lowry. Always she she was an enabler. It's bad news when somebody brings you over a full bottle of Captain Morgan's while you're standing there, already half drunk. Not a good thing, Ramona. Not a good thing. But anyways, uh, thanks for listening. I hope, you know, this did anything for you at all. We're going to have a an actual uh, episode next week where we're going to do our one of our last remaining witchcraft episodes, 9 through 11. So prepare yourselves for that one because it's a rough one. 
I'm just going to put a feeler out there. It's a rough one. Um, but I'm going to leave this episode with, uh, <laughs> with a trickster song. Blade, this is for you. See you later. Astro Radio Z. It's drowning.